0: Have you ever thought, why in the world does a church exist? And you may be going to church all of your life, and you may still have that question. I told you before, I have. So why in the world does a church exist? That and more coming up. Hey, friends and family of Covenant. This is Reverend Kyle Gatlin, one of the pastors uh, here on staff. And this past Sunday, uh, which was March whatever day that was, it was uh, the first Sunday in March. Uh, we had a special guest. Her name was Rhonda Dalen or Deline. I'd I, I never pronounced her name right the same. Twice, same way twice I have no I have no idea but she she is from TMS Global and she shared with us really the purpose of the church and why the church is here in the first place and uh, she reminded us this is nothing from Rhonda truthfully she, it was about uh, uh, biblical stuff. And she reminded us that God has given the church a twofold mission, and that was the great commandment, which was love each other, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the other one was the great commission when Jesus told his disciples, hey, you need to go out. Um, Don't hang around here. You got to go out and go into the world. And she reminded us that that is why the church is here. The church is here to uh, love God, love each other, and then go out and serve the world. And so what what transpired the rest of the day, just so you all know, we invited a handful of people uh, to spend uh, about three more hours, and we talked more in depth about this idea of what does it mean for the church to go out. And uh, today, Barbie Nolan is here uh, with us. Uh, Barbie is the director of missions, and uh, she was sort of the uh, the brains behind this, and and found this whole. Um, uh, I guess Ministry of TMS Global. Uh, TMS Global, by the way, is the missionary society. The Mission Society, formerly the Mission Society of Young Methodists, but they're so much more. But it started within our denomination and is so much more. But anyway, Barbie, Barbie came into this. Saw, thought this would be great uh, because, I, and I mentioned if you listen to the uh, message from Rhonda uh, already on this podcast uh, channel that um, that that I said they're, in the last two years, we have scaled back a number of things quote unquote we do as a church and as far as going out and it 's been a whole lot about us coming together in whatever way that 's possible uh, online uh, some in person, a lot more online all that stuff and so um, so as we 're we're looking at coming out of this pandemic which uh, which it appears all the numbers are trending that way. That, that we thought this was a perfect time for our church to come together as uh, it was a sole focus and uh, with a sole purpose of sort of reconnecting with what God wants us to do. And that is to be a church that, that goes out, that does not just it's not all about just what happens inside the walls, but a whole lot more about what goes out from us. As as people of God, as children of God, so so with that as a really brief introduction of what was going on, Barbie Nolan uh, is here, and I'm asking you, um, in all the that went on Sunday, what was the most surprising thing that hit you in our Sunday discussions? Either either stuff you talked about with people in the morning or in the afternoon sessions.
1: Well, goodness, what was it, three hours, I think, we met after church, so there was a whole lot of good discussion. There absolutely was, and um, a lot of good teaching by Rhonda. Um, Of course, a lot of it for me wasn't new, um, but um, the reminder, the statistics that she put up there about um, how Christianity has so decreased in our country while it's um, really growing in other parts of the world was a very stark reminder to me that, um, you know, we have a lot of work to do. Um, and it really, um, underscores two things to me, um, that like she pointed out, the mission field is literally in our back door. I mean, there's people from all over the world, all around us. Um, we don't really have to go to another country to reach people that don't know Jesus Christ. And the second part, um, is that we really? It just really underscores the imperative that we've got to get out of the church.
0: Yeah, and you know she, you know she threw up some really big numbers, uh, like 7.9 billion people in the world, uh, 2.6 billion sort of follow Jesus pretty well. Uh, 2.8 would say, no, thank you. Those are people who are probably involved in some kind of organized religion other than Christianity. But then uh, 2.5 that uh, say, who is Jesus? And and so a third of the world uh, doesn't know who Jesus is. And and when I, when I heard that number, I said, well, yeah, we're in South Alabama, right? But when we started, we started talking about opportunities that we, that, that, that we see here, even in the Wiregrass area, that we actually do have people from around the world coming to this area. What, what was what were some of those people that she talked about? Yeah, that was uh, some very ideas.
1: Yeah, from the universities, absolutely. Um, we talked about Fort Rucker. We get people from all over the world from there. Um, our table discussion was about a lot of immigrant workers. Um, yeah, when you stop and think about it, we are a very diverse nation and there are people all around us.
0: Yeah, and I, I'd really never—I uh, had sort of forgot about Fort Rucker, but we've had a number of flight instructors in here that would that have told us before about other countries sending their helicopter pilots to be trained here. So literally, other countries are sending pilots to be trained here. So we had, we had sort of never even uh, thought about about that point, but we we know for sure we got uh, Troy students. Um, for sure, we know in Troy. Specifically, big international school, but we but we also have some here locally with uh, Acom, Acom, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I thought it was interesting. I think you and I were talking and 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 uh, around the table about this whole idea of inviting. Just 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 recount. I guess uh, our conversation about just the whole idea of inviting people.
1: Yeah, that that was a profound one for me as well. Um, spoke to a couple that actually had just visited Covenant that morning for the first time, and they were just all in. They came back this afternoon, or that afternoon, and um, stayed with us through the entire Activate. I was speaking to them afterwards, and um, they're new to Dothan, and they were saying that, um, you know, they've interacted with a lot of people at their jobs and in their neighborhoods now, and they said only one person has invited them to church And I was really struck by that because when I came to Dothan 20 years ago, I was really struck by the fact that everyone I met said, where do you go to church? So, um, yeah, 20 years makes a big difference.
0: Uh, yeah. And it seems like I, I still remember um, one of our youth ministers, Scott Schumpert, saying years ago, this is really right when you came here and Scott was still here. Uh, he, he said back then that we are a bunch of people that live in bat caves because we drive in uh, to our car garages and close the door behind us, never to be seen till we get up and go to work the next morning. And I, and I think we, we've seen that playing out and and. And I, I truthfully think the only time we we really see that playing out is when it comes to church stuff, because you know we see people gathered here and there for uh, micro soccer, for any kind of games and baseball and whatever. We see a lot of people doing doing stuff, and so so we know our people are involved, but are they inviting? And so it at probably at the at the beginning of what we're we're trying to accomplish with uh, with 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 missions and being a church that 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 goes out we may be missing probably the easiest thing that we can do and that is simply invite somebody
1: right absolutely and then that brings to mind another conversation that we had about um how people from other nations countries um hospitality is just kind of in their DNA um and you invite someone to your home Um, And I I have seen that on on my travels. That is very true. They're very open. And we are not. And I just could imagine what that feels like someone coming from a culture that is, you know, used to that hospitality, you know, what is their perception of us? What does that say? You know, what are we saying about, you know, is that really loving on our neighbors? And not to say that everyone, um, you know, me in particular, I am not miss, miss hospitality, I'm afraid, but there are many ways we can be a lot more inviting than we are.
0: And that, that's pretty simple. And I know, uh, I know some people maybe listen to this thinking, uh, yeah, that's sort of weird. I'm not going to invite strangers to my house. We're not. We're not talking about inviting strangers, but. You know, after you get to know somebody, would would it be appropriate to invite them to to your house for a meal or something like that? Particularly somebody who's new into town, doesn't know anything, know anybody, and uh, you know, we got some weather now. You don't have to invite them into your house, eat on the front porch or the back porch or something like that if you're scared. But but I, I think we've lost that in that, that whole idea of inviting, and, and I think that's translated over into uh, every aspect of the church, right? If we're if we're not inviting people. Um, just in general, on a regular basis, just just people we come across, people that we've even become acquainted with, or people we work with, uh, if we're not inviting them just for a meal or something like that, then we're, we probably will not invite them to come to church. We will not we will not go to them. So so we're trying to change all that. I think we're trying to to look at changing the culture of of the church as a whole, and so. Uh, with this joint venture with TMS Global, what what is what is your heart that uh, let, let's just say in twelve months we're 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 in a partnership with with Rhonda she's going to be coaching and mentoring and and working with us on semi regular basis. Um, so, so what is, what is your heart for this joint venture with TMS Global?
1: Well, you know I believe that each and every one of us coming to church. We have a strong desire to, you know, honor his command to love our neighbor. I think we all have that desire within us, but um, let's face it, you know, truly we all are busy and have a lot going on and it's a struggle. But I think with TMS um, coming along beside of beside us and helping us with some tools and resources where we as leadership can um, kind of better guide the whole congregation in a year, I would love to see everyone doing something. Not to say that everyone's, you know, giving 10, 12 hours a week or or what have you, but um just everyone's thinking more missionally, just on mission in the grocery store. Um I think one of our guests on Sunday was speaking about how just, you know, just as we go about our daily lives, that's that is, we are on mission for him. Just just looking out for others around us. And um so so really just creating a culture within our church that that we all are, you know, have that first and foremost on our mind that we that we do have a mission and we need to be on it all the time.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, for for years, uh and I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back decades, I guess. That quote unquote, the church was a center of the community for for decades and and for years because there wasn't a whole lot of uh, city programs, there wasn't a lot of social programs. Uh, it was uh, everything built around the local church. And and now with so many things out there uh, with with government entities and and all these different ways that people are being helped, uh, the, the church is no longer the center of the of the world, center of a community, and. And so the focus that that we we're reminded of is that that we need, need to be a missional church that 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 should be the core of what we're going. It's not about it's not about coming to church, but about the church going to other people. And 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 that whole mentality is is needs to be uh, inundated in everything that we do as a church, right? So so. Yes, Barbie's in charge of missions, but that does not mean that she's, that she has to make sure the student ministry is doing something missional or the, uh, the singles ministry or the music ministry or the small groups or the children. It, it's, that's, that's not what she's supposed to do. That's what each one of those entities within our church does. Um, you know, we have a couple groups of ladies um, that, uh, that meet regularly, and that's really their heart, uh, we call them the United Methodist women uh, but but their heart has always been missional that that's that's sort of what they do um, and that's really the only group built around that um, and we have some small groups right now regular small groups that that they are trying to do some stuff missional but um, but not everybody's bought into that And so so that's that's where that's sort of the culture we're wanting to to create. And so it has to start with individual, like you said, uh, as an invitational component as an individual. But then whatever you're involved in. Uh, So if you're maybe you're a small group leader for students, you know, you, you take charge of those students. Uh, having a mission focus, a mission mindset that it's not all about just what goes on in our little small group and, and we keep it to ourselves. But what can we do outside of our group? What can we do, uh, as a group to help somebody else to be the church to somebody else to take the church to go to other people? So, so that, that's, that's a challenge barbie and i'm sure you have an answer to how to do that right
1: (laughs) yes i wish i had all the answers but um really it's 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 just um following his commandment i mean it's not an option (laughs) um it is what he calls us to do and um, we just all need to work on being more intentional about it and um i'm excited that as a church we're going to all um work together and um you know especially particularly like in the small groups um, if you have challenges um, with ideas and not sure where to go and start, we can certainly help you with that. Um, but a lot of our groups do independent things. They see needs and they they meet them and um, be so exciting to get to the place where all our groups, that is that is their focus, not just themselves and not just meeting for themselves, but, you know, furthering the kingdom.
0: Now, just so people are not, you know, thinking, well, we're not doing anything, Go ahead and just let us know. Highlight a few of the peop- few of the things that we actually are doing. We we've, we've been in, we've been very intentional in missions for eight nine years, right? Yes. How, however long you did it, and I'm doing it. Plus, add four more years to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> My copy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, what what some mm-hmm. of the things that we currently are doing that 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 we we actually do well?
1: Well, I'm sure you can all understand that um, it has been challenging um, in recent days. But um, even through those challenges, um, we were able to um, still find ways to serve. And one of the things we did is partner with Sarkoa. And um, they had some grant money and they were able to um, buy groceries for shut-ins, elderly, disabled people. And um, we were really one of their main sources of volunteers to deliver that food. And um, I have a group of people that I just call them up and um, ask them if they'll go. And and they do. And that has been very rewarding for a lot of people. Um, We've not too many months ago got to start back with our Fane Elementary School, um, our food pantry. Um, I love that. I mean, what a privilege. I mean, we talk about. Um, getting God back in school and we're invited covenant has been invited into this school and um, we're very intentional when we give out our food bags um, we only have a moment but we do have conversations with the kids and um, we've had some interesting conversations but it uh, it's it's been very rewarding and I'm really looking forward to again um, in Christmas and at Christmas and at Easter um, the school uh, Fane allows us to come in and share the share the excuse me share the story of Christmas the real history of Christmas and Easter and a quick story along um, those lines we had a volunteer at Christmas time went into Fane and she shared we have to frame it as the history the Christian perspective rather than um, you know going in to preach to them but um, she's actually a school teacher And she is sharing and getting all these questions and um, realizing these children do not know what Christmas really is. They think it's all about Santa Claus. And she broke down. She could barely get through it. And I... um, i I was just really surprised me because she's a teacher. She's very versed at speaking um but it was just touched her. She had no idea these kids you know we just think everybody knows, but they don't so um so thane is 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 one of our um one of my favorite outreaches um and then I love that we are we have so many great organizations in our community to partner with that are you know faith based love in action the harbor. Um, the rescue mission, They, um, we can give devotionals and um, studies there. And, um, yeah, we're really blessed in our community with a lot of um, organizations that we don't have to reinvent. We can come alongside.
0: Yeah, and, and our people at Covenant have been very good about giving to Cov missions uh, above and beyond what uh, they've given to the church as far as the the budget uh goes to the ministries of the church we specifically ask people to give directly to cov missions and and because of those gifts we're able to to partner with those organizations on a on sometimes a very substantial uh, level I, I think you had a big recently a big gift that we were able to help with the refrigeration or something like uh, that well
1: like, actually that was a little farther back with love in action yeah. their food warehouse um yeah. Um, We were able to help. Covenant was able to help um, with their walk in. But more recently with Love in Action, um, they have a great discipleship program down there, but they were doing their classes in the coffee shop, which is a glass building in the front. And they couldn't get through a class without someone knocking on the glass and interrupting. And um, so uh, we were able to come alongside of them. And because of your fi- financial support of Cove Missions, um, um, help them fund the remodel of a great space for that. Um, and it's a, a place for prayer, a, a more private place. And uh, it's just so exciting to be able to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, and uh, some of the organizations that that Barbie had named off. Um, many of you listening to this probably would never darken those doors. You probably don't go that part of the city sometimes, and so we are uh, because you're because you're, you're giving. You you actually are there. Um, one of the things that we talked about uh, because the the church early church was uh, well Jesus. Said, go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, into the ends of the earth, and and so Samaria was the place you didn't want to go, uh, and so Jesus was telling those disciples, those um, you know people who who had grown up hating Samaria, hating any of the Samaritans, and he was challenging them: the places you don't want to go, that's where you need to go, and so so. Because you're able to contribute, we are able to go to the places that some of you would not go. But uh, the challenge for us in the future is is based on what I observed uh, Sunday afternoon. Barbie was that uh, that that we probably need to be in the places we where we don't to want to, go. That we don't um, want to go.
1: I love that someone made the comment that um, once you do go. Um, it may no longer be Samaria for you. You'll realize that, that you, you know, the people are people and, um, just, just find your, your comfort there as well.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's true. And, uh and, you know, we I'm sure we've had some people that made that trip to Africa over to Kenya to the baby center that we've taken a few times that they probably thought the last place I'd ever go was Africa. And they couldn't wait to go back uh, the next time. So
1: that's funny because I was one of those people. <laughs> I absolutely was. Um, yeah, but I love that. I love that about going, though, is because it, it is when you get out of your comfort zone and you stretch yourself and you just rely on him because it, it's just you're not comfortable and you um, you just really just lean into him and he can show you things.
0: <laughs> and and, and I, really, that's that's sort of the, the key as far as going forward from this is uh, the component that that we want to challenge everybody to do right now is to start praying. Right. Praying for direction and praying for direction. Uh, for, for God to send the workers that's actually you know scriptural pray for the for those who will be out for, go, go for the harvest so so what the one thing that anybody can do right now uh, is is to pray and uh, again pray for God to direct you to pray for God to direct this church pray to God to um, direct our small groups our students uh, to, to all have this this missional mindset Um and so when when we do when we do that, we're laying the groundwork, and then we're also opening ourselves up for God to lead us. Because here's the deal: when when we start praying for direction, what God's going to probably do is change us, and probably give us personal direction in addition to what He's going going to do in the life of the church too. Um, so so here's here's the deal. We're gonna we're gonna uh, wrap up here shortly that. Um, that we all serve. Um in some point, some way or other in the church we, we all serve. But do we serve with a purpose? You know, p- people can c- come along to the church and say yes to to Jamie Green in our children's ministry. I'll help with children's ministry. I'll rock babies, I'll I'll change diapers, uh, uh whatever. I can work in student ministry, I can I can sweep floors, whatever whatever it is. Uh, it doesn't matter what you do, but are you serving with the purpose? And is that purpose serving with the goal of sharing Jesus? And I also think that needs to be part of our prayers, too, is when we're asking God for direction, ask God to lead us to where whatever we're doing, quote-unquote, missionally, that we're doing it with the purpose of sharing Jesus with all of them. Uh so uh, you got some final thought. I got one other final thought, but I'm going to let you uh, close out with whatever you want to say about missions, about, uh, about uh, this partnership, how, whatever you want to say is, is open to you right now,
1: Barbie. Well, I'm just really excited and expectant about all that God is going to do. And, um, you know, we're going to do it together and i just want to say that my door is always open um you know you, you see needs wherever you are and um i'm always willing to talk and to help help connect you or even talk about what you want us to be connected to so my door is always open and um i do ask you to be praying it, truly that's where we're going to start um and just just be um be expectant and excited about all that he's going to do
0: all right. And so I'm going to leave one challenge to to any of you who actually listen to the end of this and uh, are going, hey, they're almost to the end. I am gonna keep listening for another minute. And and I just want you to, to think about this. How how do you share Jesus as you serve, no matter where it is, no matter what you're doing? How are you sharing Jesus? Because this is something you can do now. You don't need to wait until uh, the church tells you this is what we're going to do. This is the next step for us. You can share Jesus right where you are. Don't wait on us. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. And thank you, Barbie, for uh, for being with us on this uh, first podcast that, that we're actually doing. Uh, so this is groundbreaking. I'm sure this will go in the, I don't know, the National Podcasting Hall of the Fame. The archives. Yeah, gonna go to the archives. So I'm, sure, I'm sure that's going to be yeah. there. So thank you again, Barbie. Uh, blessings to you. And thank you for leading and directing us. And we look forward. We'll probably have another conversation, hopefully, uh, down the road. All right. One Thanks. or two, I'm sure. All right. Thank you all again. Thanks for listening.